Hello again, everyone, and welcome inside another edition, number 30, the Adam Jones Podcast, the Cedric Mullins edition, although he's not our guest this week. He will be again later. Adam's wearing his Lakers shirt for the fourth time in like the last five weeks. Don't worry, that won't last much longer, AJ. That's coming to an end real soon. But we're going to talk about, not the NBA playoffs, the impact of Shohei Otani, who made his annual appearance at Camden Yards this week. In fact, our special guest is an Oriole. It's Orioles first baseman Ryan Mountcastle, and he is just around the corner. In addition, Adam's going to react to the Orioles breaking out these city jerseys. He has some opinions on those. And the birdbath concept. Interesting. $20 to get sprayed in the face by a water hose. It's working well for the Orioles. I will say that. Great marketing plan. And, of course, Adam will have another edition of Socially Speaking where we answer one of your tweets or posts via Facebook or Instagram. You can always find us on social media at Adam Jones Pod. But before we bring in Ryan Mountcastle, AJ, I got to do a little rant. This used to belong to you, but I just got back from Sarasota. And I got to say, electric cars, no bueno, no. And the reason being is that I was on partially a vacation. I went to the counter. I'm not going to mention the company. And they go, oh, you're in luck. We have electric cars for you. And I'm like, great. I've never driven one. I will say this. They accelerate unbelievably. But here's the issue. Not enough charging stations. I spent half of my time looking for a charging station. Now, if you have one at your home, it's a lot easier. But it seems like they're making these cars more quickly than they are putting up charging stations. Well, how much are you driving? First off, if you're just doing a rental, you should. How much are you driving? I went yes, to Tampa obviously. for one day, so okay. it costs. Yeah, a that's lot gonna money. that's that's gonna do it. Um, yes, but they should have an app for where they're going, and, and and obviously inside the car they should have where stations are. But yes, they are fewer and far between than a normal gas station. As a rental car, I probably would never rent that, but. Yeah. I, I well, the price was right, as you know, with me, the price was oh, very yeah, so right. Yeah, that's why. And you didn't want to pay for gas. So I'm glad that it was it 10 extra dollars. Time. Yeah. 10 extra dollars for a car with gas. And now I have regrets because I should have done and that. For how much for, for how many more hours? It, it's probably 10 bucks for maybe two hours of your time. No, it's it would have been like 60 extra dollars for the amount of time I was running. The oh, car. come on, Jerry. It was a big mistake. So I guess I'm going to be going back and back and back to the Valley Exxon and see our friends Tim and Mike Reuter because I'm done with these electric cars for now, and we're done talking about it. Let's bring in our featured guest. He is the Orioles' first baseman, friend of the podcast. He is Ryan Mountcastle. Ryan, appreciate you taking the time on what is a game day, but we do appreciate you taking the time. Now, when it comes to Adam Jones, you guys – had a brief crossing of career paths. What do you recall about the time you spent around Adam when, you know, you were coming up and he was on his way out? Yeah, yeah. No, I was young, man. I was, shoot, I was probably 19, 20. And, uh, you know, I was already, I was in big league camp a little bit here and there. And I was, you know, scared out of my mind to you know, talk to anybody. You know, I was a young kid. I was over in the other clubhouse hanging out with my, you know, four or five other minor league guys that were in big league camp. And, uh, you know, Adam's always a super cool guy. And, uh, you know, I was obviously a little intimidated being 19, 20, man, talking to all those veteran guys and seeing them and, you know, superstar players like that. So, um, you know, but they always welcomed me with open arms, and it was a great time. I want to ask about that time. Oh, first of all, I appreciate that. Man. I appreciate yeah, that. thanks for saying that. I was hoping there was going to be a negative show. story. 
No. I want to show, show young guys love because I remember being a young guy and some older dudes was like, hey, man, treat them young guys good because they're going to be taking your job. So you want them to take it later than sooner. Um, I want to ask about this because you're an infielder by trade. We stuck you in the outfield and forced you to go out there. And mm-hmm. that's not easy, especially we got Davis. We got Mancini. It's yep. really tough to be like, oh, go to the outfield and we want you up quick because – Everybody kept saying this kid, Mountcastle, some bitch can hit. We need him up as soon as possible. He can he yeah. can hit, but he can't play first base. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting older. I can't run as good as I used to. <laughs> so how was that switch? Because I want to shortstop to center field. Yeah. I think center field is a lot easier because yeah. you're in the middle. But how was that, you know, emotionally, not just between the lines, but emotionally because I'm a slugger. Now you got to put me out here mm-hmm. or – I'm really unfamiliar, so psychologically, yeah. that can hurt. Yeah, it was tough. So I, I was in AAA at the time, and it was like the last month of the season. I was hoping to get called up. I was having a pretty good year. And uh, out of nowhere, they're just like, yeah, we're just going to stick you in left field this last, like, month or so. And I was like, all right. Like, I finally started to feel comfortable at first. It was like my first full year playing there. I was feeling good, and I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll I'll try outfield now if that's what we need because, I mean, I knew we had CD and – and Trey over there, so I get it. And um, no, I felt pretty good, you know, when I when I first uh, got out there. And then, you know, people, uh, I don't know, it's tough. You're, you know, you're in Yankee Stadium in left field, man. It's it's not easy. And uh, yeah, it's it's um, especially a big crowd there. I I wasn't super comfortable in the outfield, but at first base, I always felt comfortable. And uh, you know, I missed a ball here and there, and just sort of. I don't know. It wasn't for me. And I told, told Skip, I was like, yeah, I don't think outfield's for me, man. I just want to stay in the infield. <laughs> and, uh, I was like, yeah, I don't think this is it. <laughs> so fast forward, how comfortable are you at first base now? I mean, obviously you're the everyday first baseman. Yeah. Um, how comfortable are you over there now? I know you, you move well. I mean, yeah. it's you use CD's glove. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> a big mitt too. He's got some, oh, he's got some yep. big mitts. Um, but just how com- fast forward, how comfortable are you now that I'm locked in as a first baseman? I don't have to I get to DH some days, but I'm locked in every day as a first baseman. I don't have to yeah. worry about – I don't have to worry about that left field wall, that Hayes, and then all them guys go worry about that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I still got to worry about it. It's just offensively, not defensively. <laughs> true. Very true. <laughs> no, but uh, I feel comfortable over there. I mean, I've been doing it for about three years now, and uh, it's a little bit different this year without the shift. Uh, you know, some of those balls to the right. You're used to just going straight back to the bag, but you got to go out there and try to dive and get them. But besides that, yeah, all the new rules, um, they're a little interesting. But, uh, yeah, I like it, feel comfortable, and get a bunch of work in there every day. Ryan, it really looks like you guys are having a blast as a team. Of course, winning helps aid that, but um, some of the different ideas, the Homer chain's gone away. You had the Homer hose going. I don't know what you guys call it these days. Now we have the bird bath out there and – in left field and it looks like you know the fans are starting to embrace all this as well so it's a combination of the players having their thing and the fans also having a different thing your reaction to those two uh i don't want to say shenanigans but they're motivators i think for the fans and for the players yeah the the bird bath has me dying uh mr splash or whatever his name is out there (laughs) cracks me up and uh no, it's. Uh, I think the fans are loving it, and uh, our team is loving it too. It's, it's definitely a great time whenever we're out there. We've got more ahead with the Orioles' first baseman, Ryan Mountcastle, here on the Adam Jones Podcast. But first, let's pause and 
hear from our dedicated, loyal sponsors we hope you support. The Adam Jones Podcast is brought to you by Be More Around Town, which is now booking for their hashtag orange road trips to Atlanta, Wrigley Field, San Francisco, which includes a pit stop in Napa Valley, and Yankee Stadium, among others. Learn more now at BeMoreAroundTown.com. By the very respected folks at the Weinman Company. By Hollywood Casino Perryville. To some, it's a game of chance, but for you, it's a game of choice. Hollywood and Barstool are bringing you more ways to bet in Maryland. Catch all the action in person at Hollywood Casino Perryville at the Barstool Sportsbook or bet online with the Barstool Sportsbook app. When you download the Barstool Sportsbook app, register and wager, and you can get up to $1,000 bonus cash. Plus, get up to $1,000 when you sign up and wager in person at Hollywood Casino Perryville. Play from anywhere and get up to $2,000. The choice is yours. Must be in the state of Maryland to wager and over 21. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgambling.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. By Jack Daniels, two legends, one can. Jack and Coke, the number one cocktail in the world, is now available in a can. Yes, it's true. Jack Daniels Tennessee whiskey mixed with Coca-Cola or Coca-Cola Zero Sugar are now both available in a can. Two legends, one can. Jack and Coke, ready to drink? Please drink responsibly. Whiskey specialty, 7% alcohol by volume. Jack Daniels Tennessee whiskey, Lynchburg, Tennessee. By G-Leaf Medical Cannabis Company. Visit gleaf.com. Gleaf.com offers free delivery. Medical cannabis is for Maryland patients only. And the Baltimore Banner. The Banner is offering six months of unlimited digital access for only a dollar to get started visit the baltimorebanner.com slash aj we continue here with ryan mountcastle orioles first baseman here on the adam jones podcast how much fun is it right now because the last couple of years obviously it's growing pains you know mm-hmm. you were part of a rebuild i was part of a rebuild when i first got to baltimore it was yeah. painful mm-hmm. it hurt bad just getting just i mean stomped a mud hole nightly um, but then we, when we gain success, gain some, gain some confidence. You're again, you're still young, but you're one of you can consider one of the vets on the team. You Mullins, um, obviously having Gibson there. Yeah. Um, how has this change been when you got eleven thousand fans? Now you got <laughs> twenty-seven thousand fans on yeah. Tuesday. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I remember back in 21 when, when we were struggling and you had a sort of a rough year and uh, just going to the field, you know, Monday through Thursday, it was just, I mean, if I wanted to spot my family out in the crowd, it was very easy to do that. <laughs> and uh, um, Yeah. And even, you know, sometimes the Sunday day games, I mean, Friday and Saturday, you'll get a decent crowd here and there uh, depending who you're playing back then. But for the most part, you weren't getting more than 10,000 and, seems like every every day now we're getting you know 15 20 and it's uh you know on the weekends i think we had like 36 or 37 yesterday for a day game i was like this is nuts so um it's been a lot a lot more fun and uh you know it makes you when you get like a big hit you hear a couple woos you know back in 21 now it's like you hear mm-hmm. the whole stadium erupt it's super cool is that something you guys talk about as a team like uh you look out when you come out of the dugout and see a sparse crowd when the Rays were in town and they were the best team in baseball, but yeah. it seems like it's picking up, but do you guys talk about that internally? Yeah. Uh, a little bit. I mean, you got certain teams that, that travel better than others, like, you know, Yankees, Red Sox, and you know, a lot of people like to see Otani and Trout. So certain teams will, will bring some more, uh, you know, different fan bases, but um, yeah, I, uh, when we walk out and it's a Monday against, you know, smaller market team like the Rays or, you know, even the Pirates sometimes. Like teams like that, you know, it's the crowd's not going to be too crazy. <laughs> you guys are all young. You guys are 
They're hungry. Who's who's leading? Who is Mullins the leader of the of the pack? Is obviously Rutschman is the catcher and the most popular, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think you know in the clubhouse, uh, some of the veteran guys, you know Gibson and McCann, some of those guys. If you want to say you know leader per se, like I'd maybe look to those guys. But for the most part, we're all just you know boys in the clubhouse. Like we're all cool with each other. I wouldn't say one person in particular stands out, but like, you know, if something needs to be called out, it'll be called out. And um, yeah, I think all of us are just, you know, a super cool group and all good friends together and respect one another. So I don't, I don't know if like one particular guy is the captain, but you know, I guess Gibby and McCann, some of these guys have been around a little bit longer. They, um, you know, always have some good advice, but uh, for uh, music clubhouse, you know, vibes, uh, usually McKenna's the guy on the, on the okay. uh, DJ. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> because I, I, no, I don't think anybody else wants to deal with it. So he's always like, oh, dude. <laughs> <You know>, so, <laughs> it just right, depends, well, on the, it depends on the day, man. He'll, I think Sundays, he'll like chill it out a little bit. Just, you know, more of a chill vibe. And then, you know, Saturday night, you know, we're, we're banging in there. So. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> yeah, it's loud. It's bumping in there. So, no, it's, it's fun. All right. Staying inside the clubhouse. You know, maybe you can identify this person. Who's the biggest prankster inside that clubhouse? Who seems to be pulling off the most pranks? And you got to watch, you know, your back with this person because you never know what's coming next. <laughs> I don't know yet. Um, I'm trying to think. There was definitely more of that. I feel like when when Adam was in here, uh, I remember Kashner uh, <laughs> took all my clothes out of my lockers. <laughs> day and, uh, Andrew Kashner. Yeah. Uh, How'd you handle that? How'd you handle that? (laughs) Yeah. He, uh, it was, it was actually, I got sent down that day and I got back to my locker and all my clothes are gone. (laughs) I was like, Oh, they already packed it up for me. And like, there was a couple of people like, no, I'm pretty sure Kashner hit all your clothes. I'm like, Oh God. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, as on the team right now, I would say there aren't that many pranks or there's, Pretty funny guys, but uh, yeah, I think we leave each other alone for the most part. I want to talk about uh, being part of a core. How awesome is that, being part, not just of a rebuild, but just of a, a really good young group that's all hungry? Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's been a lot of fun. All these young guys are, you know, they're freaks, they're, they're really good. And uh, yeah, ever since they, they all started coming up, it just seems like, you know, our, our play's been getting a lot better. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to see all these these young guys get up here and show what they got. And uh, you know, due to you know some some tough years in the past, it's it's helped us build what we got today. And um, yeah, with with Rutschman, Gunner, you know, there's a bunch of guys in the minors. I don't know, Kowser's a good dude too, and some pitching Grayson. Some of those guys, I mean, they're just it almost seems like these younger kids are getting <laughs> you know so good nowadays. It's it's wild, but um, no, it's feels great, and uh, I know the city's super excited about it. Well, I know people are excited about Ryan Mountcastle bobblehead night. Earlier, uh, <laughs> you know, we talked about the bird bath, and Adam and I are going to talk about that a little bit later. And the City Connect jerseys, I don't know if you've seen them or approved them yet. Do you know if that's going to be a real thing yet, or yeah, is it still up for discussion, Ryan? Yeah, what's that face? <laughs> oh, bro, I hope you haven't seen them. They look like jerseys that you just get off a of flea market. You're a Floridian, man. But it looks like they serve. They got those right off next to some uh, one of those RV places. They're just terrible. 
right. Well, that wasn't my question, but now you know, and, and maybe oh, you can add your God. two cents when they show them to you. But I want to ask you about the bobblehead. I mean, yeah. you had one in the minor leagues. I don't know how much input they give you when you're a minor leaguer, but when you're a major leaguer, did you get editorial control whatsoever? <laughs> Adam had his. No, no, they they didn't give me nothing. They just showed me my bobblehead, and and that was it. I wasn't too upset with it. It's pretty cool looking. So, uh, you know, as long as I don't look too ugly on the thing. How many are you going to surround yourself with? I mean, can you put a hundred in your house? Uh, no, no, I'm not a big <laughs> uh, bobblehead guy, but. Uh, my wife would probably kill me if I had a hundred of them, but no, I mean, I might keep my own and just, you know, have it in the office or something. Oh, they're fun to have. Um, yeah, they are fun to have. Yeah. So before we let you go and ask impact of uh, CD and Mancini, obviously CD was going through his things and I was at the beginning of it. He still was awesome. Uh, I didn't get to see the ending. You were around him. And then Mancini, which took over. And then, I mean, you guys, uh, I mean, play together. Uh, yeah. The impact of both of those those gentlemen, who you know, I respect highly. Yeah, yeah. So when I when I was younger, when I was you know coming up in the minor leagues, and uh, I really got to talk to CD in, in spring training because I was, I don't know, I think I, one of my lockers was next to him or something. But he was always just like the nicest guy ever. He's legit goofball. I'm like, he's just massive <laughs> dude. You know, he's probably around 30 at the time I'm like like i'm not talking to this guy like i'm keeping my head down walking past him he's like what's up man how you doing man like you know just goofy. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like okay maybe i can't talk to him like you know he's sort of like me a little bit but uh no super nice guy and, and always you know was just in a in a great mood in the clubhouse and you know nothing but respect for him you know great player great person and then trey you know obviously got to play with him a bunch and same way, just super nice and always, uh, you know, was helping me out on and off the field. And, uh, you know, whenever I had a question or like, you know, just anything about baseball, I, I go to him and super nice guy and, you know, definitely showed me a lot, you know, coming up. All right. We'll end on a light note. Not that this has been a hardcore troubling interview for anyone, hopefully. <laughs> uh, I wanted to know, I was curious, your favorite road trip spot and tell us why it's your favorite destination. Guys. And now you get to go everywhere. I know, yeah. I know. I, there's some place I haven't been yet. Um, I heard San Diego's pretty cool. I haven't been there yet. We of course. Been. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He can but, fill you in on that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, I like, as of right now, a lot of them are in division. I like Boston and Toronto. Those are um, – you know, two really nice hotels we stay at, and then uh, a bunch of do around, bunch to do around there. Um, but yeah, I'd probably either Boston or Toronto. I'm not sure yet. All right. Well, what was your What was your Can't argue here. Can't argue here. Toronto food, Seattle food. Yeah. Uh, Chicago, obviously food. Mine's is based around food. Yeah. And then <laughs> when I start playing, when I start playing with Kim. Yeah, uh, it, it based it around Korean barbecue. So Chicago okay. took over, then Dallas took over. Yeah, and yeah, if, I mean, I know where every Korean barbecue. L.A. <laughs> yeah, every time we go to Anaheim, since we didn't go to L.A. a lot, I would just even take a car up to uh, L.A. just to go to this one um, Japanese or a, a Korean barbecue restaurant because That's it's awesome. that good. So everything's based around food with me and my Love life. It. So yeah, I'm glad hey. I work out. Ryan, really grateful for you taking the time. Yes. I will say good karma being on this podcast because our last Orioles guest was Kyle Gibson. 
After okay. He was on this podcast, went out, had a career high in strikeouts. Love hopefully that. the karma rubs off on you. Yeah, hopefully I don't have a career high in strikeouts. <laughs> no, we don't want that. We don't want that. Four Ks. I wish we hey, next time you hit three home runs in a game, we'll just take credit for that. Yes, I love it. I love it. All right. Yeah, it's all good. Thanks for right. coming on, man. Yes, appreciate thanks, it. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Best appreciate of luck it. to you. Now, Adam, he was great. And as I said at the top of the interview, your your career paths didn't cross over too much. No. But you do have some memories of the guy as he was again coming up and afraid to talk to you. I can understand what that's all about. I feel well, that I mean, every he's... week. Well, he's moving to a new position, and you know, and you know, I guess guys didn't want to come and talk to the incumbent center fielder. I mean, me, but I just, I just told everybody in the lines, hey, make sure you spread the lines out, and if you don't, because in practice, you run. Our, our camps, I swear, our camps in spring training were ran like major league back in the day, where you ran old school poles, you ran old school sprints. Kirby got, he's like, look, man, I don't want y'all to do this. So in our outfield, we gonna run. Okay, we're going to run, run, run. So we ain't got to do this BS running afterwards. So in our outfield drills, I tell everybody, hey, look at man, stop. Because every time the narrow line always gets narrower and narrower and narrower. And then guys are like 10 feet from each other, I got it. No, we start out 60 feet, man, go at 90 feet. And keep, keep keep this distance, keep working, working, working. So we don't have to do this stuff later, man. Knock it out now. And I remember when he's coming out to the outfield, very nervous. And I was like, hey, man, just call the ball, okay? Just call the ball and hit the cutoff, man. Don't worry about nothing else. Um, obviously, we didn't talk too much because, you know, he's on field four. I'm on field one. Um, so, but I, I just remember ever hearing about him, like this kid is ready. His power is ready. His bat is ready. And when you hear things like that, that's great because that means that he's ready to be there. But it sucks at the same time because we have somebody there. We have somebody in that position. And then at the same time, Mancini's in left field. Uh, Mullins is knocking on the door at center field. Um, Santander is already there. Uh, it, it, it creates a problem because his position was first base. And Buck, you know Buck is not going to allow anything bad defensively. So he makes sure that you're 150% ready to play defense in the major leagues. Let's turn the page. And uh, For the Birds is our next segment here on the Adam Jones podcast. And you reacted very strongly via social media, and you were not alone when the Orioles broke out a picture of these custom-made City Connect uniforms, which are going to be unveiled, really, and worn at the end of this month. There seemed to be a lot of backlash towards that, and you had some strong opinions. Well, I don't know if those are official, so I can't confirm those are official. I cannot confirm that. Nope. Um, But someone tweeted out, and you obviously seen the ties. Did they put the Orioles on it? To me, those jerseys look like something you find at Security Mall at and like <laughs> one of those like just shops that's just like just the off for off shops. You the know pop-up shop, like a kiosk. Yeah, yeah, like you know what I'm saying? And Reggie know about Security Mall. My wife know about Security Mall. I know about <laughs> Security Mall. I used to drive yeah, my bike there when it was safe. Yeah, yeah, right. I don't know. I don't know you. You don't, I don't know if you about know about security. But uh yeah, those I mean, again, I can't confirm that, but I just want – I don't know who does City Connects. I just want those jerseys, whoever does them, no matter the team, to have someone who has strong – some people, a group, who has a strong influence in the city to be able to do it. Like, I get there's terrific designers all over, and I get it that you just give someone a project and they can create a Laker sign or they can create the Simlon or they can create – no matter where they're at, 
I just, uh, yeah, hopefully something, what's it, uh, the 26th, I believe? 27th, be, I believe, yeah. 27th, they are, will be revealed. So I hope that. No, no, uh, you had it right first, sorry. 26th. 26, yep. Yeah, I hope that the the, uh, the people that um, are, are seeing this realize that uh, the old center fielder is hot about it. And I'm sure, oh, I'm the new sure they saw that on social media. Like, you know, yeah, I think they like a D-block jersey. That. Yeah. It looked like a jersey. I'm telling you, it looked like a jersey that cost $15.99. Look like uh, if you know the stores, K Momo, any of the outlets, a run the meals outlet. It looked like one of them shirts you get there. Like jerseys yeah. just get there and with no name on the back. And I it was just the Oreo shirt thing that if you wash once, like just starts to slide off. So hey, personally, I hope those aren't it. I can't confirm that. But man, if they are, I'm be hot. Well, time will tell. We will see. One thing yeah. that is it that seems to be working right now. And it's kind of an odd concept, but it's ingenious. I mean, they could have done this 15 years ago at Camden Yards, the bird bath. And it yeah. debuted the night that Cedric Mullins hit for the cycle. Seventh Unbelievable. will never do that. Way to go, Ced. We look forward to having you back on the podcast. But how about the fact that this bird bath has sold out for at least three games and maybe more as, you know, other teams come to town? People like the concept. And as we get into the warmer months, you know, people are going to need some hydration. And that's what the Orioles are about, hydration, as Ryan Mountcastle was telling us. Well, I mean, uh, you know, as always, Mr. Bansell's always to say, if you're thirsty, it's too late. So, um, you know, honestly, I think it's terrific. Um, It's showing that you're involving the fans. First off, you're winning, which is the utmost importance. And you're having fun winning. This is a fun style of winning. They play They play small ball. They steal bases. They take the extra base. They force things to happen. It's a fun, exciting game. Uh, sometimes, you know, they give you a heart attack. It's a fun, exciting game. Um, but that they're, they're having so much fun, and they're winning, ultimately. And they're winning in such dramatic fashion. Again, the first couple innings, you never know. But the, the last three innings, I said, they, they are the hardest nine outs to get in baseball right now. It is tough to get nine. Them in the Rays right now are the hardest nine outs, I think, to get. Uh, obviously, you can include the Dodgers because they're just tough, as and as Nails always is. But they're so hard to get in the last nine outs. And that's just a, a test to just how they play the game. So, you know, and again, they're winning. They're winning fun. And to have that kind of enjoyment, I'm going to have the sprinkler, to have the hose, hopefully they don't want out of water. Um, you know, <laughs> one day, you know, if, I, if I'm ever there, I'll do it. I'll switch it out for some booze, just spray that up there. But, uh, no, it, it's fun, man. It's fun. A lot of teams are doing a lot of different things. Uh, it's fun. Again, when you can incorporate the fans and things like this, um, again, it's a, it's a price you pay. Fans understand that. And I'm sure they're not uh, wetting people even further. But again, on a hot day out there, you're drinking a, a cold beer, man. You hopefully for some excitement. As a fan, as a as the center fielder back in remember them days, I would love if um, one of the bullpen guys or the grounds crew had a just a hose like every inning, just like, hey man, just give me just a nice little breeze up there. I would love that. So again, you're incorporating the fans and you're winning. Keep it going. Well, you used to throw pies in players' faces and occasionally yeah. a fan for the right situation. But would you Still enjoy? Will. Would you enjoy being the chief hydration officer for a game and Mr. Splash? Uh, we got to show oh, that man. eye in the face again there. If you're watching on YouTube, have a laugh. But would you <laughs> assume that job? Hundred percent. Why wouldn't I have fun out there? You know what I mean? Why wouldn't I have fun? Um, we can make it fun. You can, you know, 
auction off the the tickets for the, I mean the prices or whatever for charity or do something but no, I mean there it's fun and who doesn't like to have fun you know what I'm saying and uh the guys are young they're having fun they have no idea what they're really getting into and that's the best part they're just out there hungry they're hungry every night they don't it, it seems like I'm not in the clubhouse but it seems like they play for tonight opposed to, oh, we got a series next week. Let's play. No, they play for tonight and tonight only, and I love it. They play balls to the wall, and, you know, they're getting yielding great results because they play hard, and I tell my kids the same thing. If you play hard, you give effort, good things will happen. If you don't, I can guarantee you bad things will happen. So they are playing hard, and they're giving effort every single inning and in night. So it's fun. Keep, this, keep, it, keep the bird bath going. They are making a splash, pun intended. Yeah, not about for sure. It. Hopefully, a ball hits the guy whoever's sitting there. Hopefully, it ain't me when I'm. If I ever do that. Oh, I, I, I believe me. <laughs> I, I won't get a press pass. I will buy a ticket the night you are Mister Splash. Yeah, right. I guarantee you. Call me. Can I get two extra? It's only you. <laughs> Maybe I'll call the Orioles. Anyway, uh, that's about time to head beyond Baltimore, where Adam traditionally is, although he will be in Baltimore at some point coming soon. Stay tuned for that announcement. And as we head outside Baltimore, you know, every time you hear the name Shohei Otani, Baltimore's own Babe Ruth is referenced. Why? Because they're the only two I know of that pitched and hit. And, you know, I don't know about the comparisons, but. I love the way Otani pitches. I love the way he plays the game. He was in town this past week. There were people that came out just to see him. What do you think that makes him so unique? I mean, he seems like a one-of-one one in terms of athletes these days. Just a freak of nature. Well, well he's obviously the unicorn. He's the best player in baseball. CC Sabathia said he's the best player to ever play the game. I Better think than his teammate, the, huh? I think, I think for the sample size of what he does, he's – you got to say he's, you know, arguably the best player to ever play it for the sample size. Um, he's a top five pitcher in the game. He's a top five hitter in the game. That makes you the best player in baseball. Uh, that easily makes you the best player in baseball. And then you got to talk about markets. He's loved everywhere he goes in the United States. And then he goes and he has 130 million Japanese fans, the whole country for him. Everybody's an Angels fan. When I was there, everybody is Shohei Otani, Shohei Otani. Obviously, Ichiro's God. Ichiro's global. What's Ichiro's the pecking global. order? What's the pecking order there? I would, I mean, <clears throat> right now, I would still say Ichiro because he is just old school. I mean, Sadahara O is still the dude, too, because they, they are all about hierarchy. You know what I mean? Yeah. They respect that. They really, really respect that, and I love that. Here, you know, in America, it's more about, or in America, it's more about, you know, who's hot the last week. I'm going to love the best. Over there, it's like, nah, this guy's here. This guy's here. Even like Ichiro. Ichiro goes up to these guys that they're older. He bows to them and all that kind of stuff because it's about respect. Uh, but I still got Ichiro and then and then Shohei. But Shohei, I think, is just in the United States right now, he's bigger than Ichiro because of just he does everything and everybody wants to see him every single night, everywhere. All the Japanese fans, I wish, I wish there was a, something we can do to uh, see the attendance of Japanese fans across the United States when they go on the road. Because obviously you're going to get more in New York, more in Japan, and in, uh, in uh, Boston, Toronto, Chicago, maybe Miami. They travel. Um, I, I was surprised how many Japanese fans were at the WBC. There were so many Japanese fans. 
People want to just see him over their own team. Oh, yeah. The, the, the night he pitched in Baltimore, all these people came out of the woodwork asking me for tickets. And I didn't realize he was pitching that night. And then I realized why I had so many sudden friends that I hadn't heard from <laughs> in a long time. Real, one, uh, real quickly, one last point regarding Otani. How well do you know the man and how well does he speak English? Because I've heard bits and pieces. Well, I don't know him great. Um, I know him on a surface level. We've hung out a few times at MLB parties and, you know, around the business. Uh, we have the same agent and, you know, my agent is tied to him like, uh, <laughs> like a garter belt. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> He is tied to him. And it's beautiful because, you know, it's a business. And, you know, I've talked to multiple people in the game and it was like, you know, why doesn't my agent call me anymore? Why don't we talk? And it's like, hey, it's not a, it's not, that's not. A bad thing is just like it's the business. You did your work for him. He, we, you guys work together. If you call him, of course he picks up the phone. But it's on to the next one. And right now, Otani is the unicorn, and hey, he's about to garner such a large contract. So I'm just like, hey, focus, focus, focus. But uh, no, he speaks perfect English. Uh, I'm not gonna say he can obviously go and uh, uh, maybe quote quote rap lyrics, but. Um, <laughs> no, he can. I guarantee you, he can go out and you know go to a restaurant and completely order, have a complete conversation, we've, which we've had. Um, obviously, I'll always you know approach him in the in Japanese because that's just respectful. And um, but no, he always speaks. He speaks very good English. Kakuchi speaks fantastic English, by the way. Surprised the hell out of me. He just I was like, uh, Hajime Mashita was like, how'd you like Japan? I'm like, oh damn, that that's okay. You Darvish. Perfect English. Um, and Ichiro. Ichiro spoke English. Perfect English. Perfect yeah. English. And Just didn't want to speak with Dog. the media. Right. Well, it, it's because of emotion. They talk in different emotion. So it's not like, you know, they can get across how they really feel. So it's easier just to talk in Japanese because we'll be like, man, this is some fool, man. I should have did this. They don't speak like us. They don't have that emotion. So it's a lot easier for them to just say it in their customary language and customary emotion. All right, there we have it regarding the great Ichiro, who uh, will, of course, be a part of the All-Star game. Unbelievable. My teammate. All right, time now to head into the world of social media. Sometimes it's a cesspool. Sometimes there's some nice things said. And it's our Socially Speaking segment where we answer a tweet or a social media post. Again, you can reach us via social media at Adam Jones Pod, at Adam Jones Pod. That's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts five stars to qualify for a Miss Shirley's gift card and send us the evidence. Now, this week, our tweet comes from at Bill Kerchowson. He tweeted in, Adam, and uh, uh, keep it friendly. How do you get names like that? It's a very unusual name, but it's Bill underscore Kerchowson is the way it's spelled to me. Maybe I mispronounced it. If I did, I apologize, Bill. But he tweeted in. What's your favorite Buck story? And I'm going to say that you can repeat on what is a family <laughs> podcast. Uh, I think a good story was, I mean, it's a, it's a public story. It was when we had, he had us over at his house. Um, uh, and it was, I believe it was like 15 or 16 or something like that. And he had us over at all us, the whole team at his house in North Dan, Texas. And obviously he's a hard ass. We all know him to be, you know, stern and just, you know, He's stern because he wants to win. He's stern between the lines, not stern outside the lines. And uh, there was like the first time ever I think a lot of people got to see him 
with his hair down, with him just, you know, in his comfort zone, in his flannel, and uh, in his cowboy boots, not in, uh, you know, high water baseball pants, and his hand in his front pocket. I think people got to see him just down to earth in his own environment with his dogs, with his family, um, everybody over there eating barbecue and just just having a good time in his space. Again, he's not, uh, you know, a player, a re- former retired player who is uh, 30, mid-30s, mid, even early 40s or something like that. He's, you know, a 60-year-old man, mm-hmm. um, a, a grandfather to be shortly thereafter, invite us into his space. Like, that doesn't happen that often. I was going to say, that's unique. Exactly, especially to, uh, unless it's, again, you know, his friends his age, generally not um, someone of our age. You know, again, it's a, a team, so it's a little bit different. But, you know, he just let us in in a different way and uh, let him know, let's let us know that like we're family or we're family here. And uh, I think it was, it was an eye opening experience for all of us. And, you know, we played like a group, like a family, but it just brought us closer to a group. And, you know, that, that I think just him letting his hair down was always, uh, was always something that, um, that stuck out with me because, you know, when he signed in Baltimore, everybody just people texting me, he's, he's an asshole, he's a tough ass, he's just going to he's gonna berate you, he's going to do this. He said to me, hey, man, I need you to do one thing for me. Play hard and be prepared. He was a man of his word. <laughs> I mean, what more do I need to be told? Uh, I need you to know. He understood the physical. Like, yeah, be prepared. Again, grind it out. I don't need you. I mean, obviously, the between the lines is tough. But be prepared. Like base running mistakes. Oh, what? You couldn't stand that. Throw into the wrong base. What? Kick. What? Things like that. Like, uh, just be prepared. Look at what's going on. And uh, that, that he let his hair down for all of us. And I think that was, uh, you know, a lot of people there, especially the older guys, the veterans at the time, were just like, it's a little different. The young guys were still on it. <laughs> I better not spill nothing on Buck's couch. <laughs> <laughs> we were just like, man. But got us out the crib. All right, man. I'm going to leave the dishes all on the counter then. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> That's an awesome story. Bill, thanks for that question. I had never heard that story before. Yeah. All right. As always, we wanted to acknowledge our dedicated and loyal sponsors. Couldn't do this podcast without the following folks supporting us. The Adam Jones Podcast is brought to you by Be More Around Town, which is now booking for their hashtag orange road trips to Atlanta, Wrigley Field, San Francisco, which includes a pit stop in Napa Valley, and Yankee Stadium, among others. Learn more now at BeMoreAroundTown.com. By the very respected folks at the Weinman Company. By Hollywood Casino Perryville. To some, it's a game of chance, but for you, it's a game of choice. Hollywood and Barstool are bringing you more ways to bet in Maryland. Catch all the action in person at Hollywood Casino Perryville at the Barstool Sportsbook or bet online with the Barstool Sportsbook app. When you download the Barstool Sportsbook app, register and wager, and you can get up to $1,000 bonus cash. Plus, get up to $1,000 when you sign up and wager in person at Hollywood Casino Perryville. Play from anywhere and get up to $2,000. The choice is yours. Must be in the state of Maryland to wager and over 21. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgambling.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
by Jack Daniels. Two legends, one can. Jack and Coke, the number one cocktail in the world, is now available in a can. Yes, it's true. Jack Daniels Tennessee whiskey mixed with Coca-Cola or Coca-Cola Zero Sugar are now both available in a can. Two legends, one can. Jack and Coke, ready to drink? Please drink responsibly. Whiskey specialty, 7% alcohol by volume. Jack Daniels Tennessee whiskey, Lynchburg, Tennessee. By G-Leaf Medical Cannabis Company. Visit gleaf.com. gleaf.com offers free delivery. Medical cannabis is for Maryland patients only. And the Baltimore Banner. The Banner is offering six months of unlimited digital access for only a dollar. To get started, visit thebaltimorebanner.com slash AJ. Also, thanks to senior executive producer Chip Franklin, who skipped this past week's Zoom meeting, which made it 15 minutes shorter. And that's why we love Chip. Wondering what he looked like. Hey, listen, be kind, be real, be like Chip, or choose not to be. And be more, be back next week for another episode of the Adam Jones Podcast.